Fatherhood, just as with motherhood, is an important role that helps in the upbringing of a generation of visionaries. On Motivation Monday tonight, we are talking Daddy's Touch, recognizing the power of a father. Our good pharmacist, author, speaker and coach, Ntlantla Mafarafara, joins me now. And you're more than welcome to join in the motivation throughout the WhatsApp number is 079-295-1212. And you can also call us on 015-151-0135. Good evening, Tlantla, and welcome back. Good evening, Rebecca. Thank you for welcoming me back. And good evening to our listeners, wherever they're listening to us from. How are you? I'm very blessed. Thank you. How are you doing? I can't complain. Why are we focusing on fathers tonight? Because fathers are important. Fathers are very important. But I think the more important people are the children. So um, I want to talk about love, relationships and family over the next few weeks. Uh, It's February. We're talking about love. Uh, soon the, the streets will be red and white and then people will be mocking and, and doing some recognition for their relationships. But I want to challenge the fathers to do a recognition for their relationship with their sons and daughters. And um, it, it, the topic today may touch other people in, in, in a somewhat sensitive way. When you look at, I was talking to another guy earlier and, and he was alluding to how tough it was for him to grow up. And I look at my relationship as well with my dad, um, some of the pains that I've gone through, but some of the great lessons that I've, I've gone through um, that I've learned from him. And I'll share some of those lessons as well. But but it, it, the, the whole essence of us talking about a daddy's touch is I want to talk about um, the impact of a father, a present father for that matter, in the life of a child and in the life of, in the upbringing of a child and in the building of society going forward. So you've, you you probably may have heard several times that any man can father a child, but but being a parent and a dad to that child, it's a process. It takes time and it requires commitment. It requires will. It, inter- it requires intentionality, a deeper love for nurturing, for building, for molding, uh, for guiding, for encouraging, for strengthening, for empowering and affirming, uh, affirming that part, the particular person um, into becoming a fully fleshed human being. And the role of a father is not always emphasized in society um, as, as it's supposed to be. And that they've if it's emphasized sometimes uh, the, the one area that is magnified is the area where the fathers have failed and unfortunately there's a lot of them and often the fathers themselves um, are disengaged from the lives of children as long as they can for 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 for, for a lack of a better word fund um, education fund uh, they can fund um, better clothes or good clothes. They can fund um, entertainment for those particular children. But, but they themselves, they withhold the emotional connection that the child needs. Um, when a child is growing up, they think they need these material things. But when they grow up, they realize that they got everything else but the thing that they really needed, which was the connection with the father, said so they never had it. So more children and most women at the end of the day would would would, would end up having um, in a situation where they can pinpoint everything that the father have bought, but they cannot point what the father has done for them to touch their lives or to or to grow them at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, you 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 we we grow up in a society, and we're actually having a society wherein the children connect with the hand and the pocket of the father than with the heart and the mind of the father, and that is dangerous. You can't. I don't want a situation where I grew up and my children connect with my pocket and they connect with my bank account and they connect with everything that I I can do outside, but not in their hearts. And I want them to connect more with what I can do in their heart, such that even if I don't have money at all, but I have my heart, my presence to them becomes important. 
So um, at the end of the day, you, you, you find yourself having a big, a large bank account that can do everything. So you can actually be far away for, from, your, from, from your children for all your life, but the children look like they're having it get, you know, together. But when they grow up, it becomes a, a negative impact. On the other side, you, you you often see that there's a battle between men and women, and and this is an unfortunate scenario as well in society today, and it, it's happening all over the world. That when when a man and a woman break up, um, the stick that they used to fight is the child, and unfortunately, the child becomes the victim of the circumstances. While they two of the two of them should actually be fighting their own battle and raising the child, even if they're not agreeing, but they should be instilling the, the beautiful values. Unfortunately, the child becomes a stick or a whip with which the man beats up the woman or with which the woman beats up the man. So today, um, 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 as we start this series, I want to challenge, and I want to challenge men. I want to challenge men to love. I want to challenge men to become, to open their hearts and say, I want to be available for this particular uh, person that I have, I, have, I, have, I have given birth to. You know, being a man, it's, 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 it's not about just testosterone. It's not about having a sperm that you can um, um, eject into a woman and the woman become pregnant and you give a child, birth to a child. But it's about the connection that the heart can actually carry. Um, I talked about increasing capacity last week, and I think men also need to look at that. How do we increase capacity of fatherhood, of daddyhood, um, for 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 for, for that for that matter. So yes, that's a simple question that I think um, to to launch it deeply into into today's discussion and going forward and for for for, for people's meditation, especially fathers. Yes, a simple question: How many of you fathers have told your children that you love them in the last few hours or in the last few days? Or maybe let me ask it the other way around: How many of you children have had the privilege of hearing the words "I love you"? from your dad over the past few hours or few days or even years so more than a day the topic for tonight more than it being linked with the theme of love it's mm. also quite personal for you oh it's too much talk about your dad and his influence on you well um most of the things that I, that I learned from my dad I learned after he died unfortunately I didn't get to see the lessons that he was teaching me when he was still alive um for for, for there was a time that I hated my dad there was a time that I I, I didn't like him. There was a time that I didn't understand what he was doing. Everything that he was teaching me felt like he was, um, he was insinuating. It felt like he was fighting me. It felt like he was against me. Um, but, but now when I look back, I realize that my dad, he was not an educated man, but he was very smart. He was very intelligent. And he gave me principles. I didn't understand those principles. I wrote in my blog, mafarafara.blogspot.com, um, and I wrote lessons that my father taught me without words. The certain things that I, when I look back over the steps that he took with me, when he walked with me, when he said, there was a time that my dad would sit down with me uh, and my younger brother in front of his friends and and to be a lot of them some of them i don't even know them i can't even remember them now but he would be bragging about us he would be bragging about how smart we are how good we are at, at that time i felt like no you, i don't want i want to be with my my other with my friends and, and so on i didn't i didn't it didn't really make sense but in, he, he himself was a very he was kind of a handyman you know he, he operated machines he didn't have the education that i had the privilege to, to to have but he always instilled the desire for education i remember Sometime there's this one wonderful incident. I think it's the highlight of my uh, dad pushing me to start. Where he would sit down with me and watch me do my homework, and he would say, "Are you done?" And I'd say, "No." He would sit, "Are you done?" And say, "No, I'm not, I'm not done." And I'll take my time. And and when I'm done, he would say, "When you finish, say good, go and sleep." And I'll go to sleep, and then he'll go do whatever he did. Um, I remember the other time we're sitting. It was me, my mom, and my younger brother, and him. And and he said to me, um, "I'm a better mathematician than you are." And I said, "Dad, but you never went to school. You never even finished survey." He said, but I'm a better mathematician than you are. And he, he said this mathematical e- equation, that it's still a joke. And he said, one, one, up and cover up, keep a two, what remains. 
If you try to make sense of it, that's what he's in his mathematics. One, one, up and cover up, keep a two. And it took us days for me, my younger brother, to get to understand. And we went to mom. Mom, what does this mean? He said, he said he's actually saying one plus one minus two. What does it mean? And, and in English, in, in, in mathematics, it doesn't really make sense. But here are the, the great lessons that I learned from him. Um, up seven, I'll just share seven. There's a lot of, you can read from my blog as well. Um, all the time that I was with my dad, even when I didn't understand some of the lessons, but here's what he taught me. Number one, you don't have to understand everything in the process of life. Just be always ready to learn. He was always taking chances. He always jumped at opportunities. Even if he didn't understand. I remember he got retrenched and he started a business that he didn't understand. The business failed. He went into another business. It failed. He went, I think it opened up about three different businesses in, the, in a period of four years. And we lived on those businesses as well. Number two, do what you like now, like reading, and it, because he forced me to read, so that you can do what you really like and enjoy um, later in your life. Number three, be patient. Life follows a pattern. Learn it, understand it, and wait for your turn. So don't jump and disturb other people or take other people so, and take advantage of other people. Uh, number four, have a good understanding of time. Every good thing takes time to build, but you do, but you have uh, to work hard for yourself. And these are the things that my dad would say in different ways or do in different ways. Number five, don't allow good products to dry out. They will die. There was a time we grew. He grew up um, a backyard garden, and and all the time when there was dry little leaves, he would remove them and he would say, "This is dangerous. It's the same as in life. It's dangerous." Number six, do not allow your lack of understanding of the entire process of life delude you of your goal. So even if you don't have a full picture of everything, you still have to set goals and try to achieve them. When he started businesses, he didn't even have a business understanding. He didn't have financial um, ability to manage money, but he started a business that ran for more than a year, and it, and it, it, it caters for us. Number seven, which is the last. For, for today, don't allow chaff to pile up. They will choke the life out of you. Um, in, 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 his, in his dealings and in, in his advice with, with me, he, was, he always said, be careful who you choose as your friend. Be careful who you choose as your friend. Be careful who you marry. Be careful who you partner with. Before, be careful who you stand, spend your time. He said, deal with all bad habits before they eat up your life. Um, and, and deal with all bad friendship before they eat up your destiny. Let's talk about the statistics that are existing. Look, in, 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 in the world, there's, there's a study that was, that was conducted in, in the United States of America. There's also, um, I think, 2016 and 2017, if I'm not mistaken, or 15 and 16 or 16 and 17. Statistics at um, SA also published data. But here's the startling data for, for, for South Africa. And I'll, I'll talk about um, the issues that were published in the, in the United States. In South Africa, they say that they... they Statistics essay surveyed over one point, I think 1.3, but over a million households. Um, and in, in, the, in, in, that, in their record, they found that 51.7%, so the 61% of house, households live without their fathers for different reasons. But here's the two. Um, of, of the 61%, 51.7%, their fathers were alive but absent. The question is, where are they? They're not there. They're alive, but they're not in the presence of their children. And then the 10.3 were deceased. So we can't deal with that. They are gone. So we, we, we'll have to appreciate that and, 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 and welcome stepdaddies and uncles and brothers and so on and so forth to come and take up the role of the man who is supposed to be the father. But the 51.7 is fathers who are still alive, who have given birth to children. And, and, and for, for, for different reasons, and the, here are the reasons. Number one is that they work far from home. And that's understandable. We need opportunities. But number two would be that um, they, they ran away 
for multiple, they broke up with the with, with the with the mother. Um, or, 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 or for for many they, they they are afraid of the responsibilities. The reasons why men are afraid of the responsibilities are known to that particular individuals because obviously all of them, all of us have different reasons why we don't want to take care of our children. And then and then the other thing would be that the, the mother doesn't allow the child, the father, to see the child. And this is it, at the smaller level compared to the first two where they are working. But um, not long ago, I had a conversation with a young man, and this was very painful to me. Um, it was it was during the school holidays, and he was supposed, to, you know, during school holidays, for some reason, we we always want to go home. We want to spend time, even if it's just a week, with family. And and when we were having a conversation, this young man shows me that his mother stays somewhere else, his father stays somewhere else because of work. Uh, his mother is just, the father is taking care of both of them, the, of the whole family. And then I said, okay, so you're gonna visit your dad because he's a boy, he's a young young man. He said, are you gonna visit your dad? He said, no, I'm not gonna visit my dad. I'm like, come on, you, I mean, why, what are you gonna go and do at home? I mean. Why don't you go with your dad and shadow him at work? And then this is how we responded. Said, Mr. Mafarafat, I don't know what I'm going to talk about with my father. I don't know what I'm going to talk about with my father. And that's how many young men and young women feel. Most of the time, when fathers get home, the, the children walk out. When the fathers get home in, the, in their sitting room, the only thing that they would want to do is, is to eat and disappear because the conversation that they can have with the fathers are terrible or they're sometimes uh, heavy. They, 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 they take the peace, they take the joy, they take the childhood and the feeling of being a child and of being welcome and appreciated away. So that, that is terrible. Here are the seven things that were published as, as terrible things or bad things. There's actually 10 of them. I just chose seven for, for the sake of time. The impact of disengaged fathers um, or, or absent fathers is it's, it's terrible. It is said in the United States of America that one in four children live in fatherless home. That is 25% of living children. One in four live in fatherless home. And the following seven reasons um, 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 come out as impact. Number one, teenagers are seven times, or teenage girls, they are seven times more likely to fall pregnant than when, than when a father is available because the father models the relationship. He models the kind of a boy. He models many, many things. And he, he, by showing by loving the mother as well number two they are more the, the teenagers or the young men and the young boys are more likely to have or to experience what you call behavioral uh, problems anger rage um and 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 and, and unhappy behavior you'd see this bad mood coming out of a child and sometimes the child they don't see that they're behaving bad uh, it's just an element that says you know if my dad was here i'd feel appreciated but so everybody else doesn't appreciate me simply because my father did not appreciate me so imagine if the dad told the boy that you man you're smart that boy would walk with with chin up and shoulders up straight walk, walking into a classroom walking into a, a, a pack full of bullies but because the dad said boy you're good you're strong you're powerful that boy would end up straight and he would not have any negative uh, behavior. Number three, they, they, have, they have four times greater risk of suffering the sting of poverty. That means that for them to go to school or to, to get a good job or to stay at work or to build wealth becomes very diminished because the fathers were not there to, 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 to model something. There's an element where the, the single mothers raise powerful young children and I know many businessmen and many great leaders were raised by single mothers and we're not trying to diminish the value of single mothers because they're very powerful and it's very important but I'm trying to show that where the father and the mother are sitting together the element of, of success it, it increases even greater number five they are more likely to go into prison it is said that in the United States of America seven out of ten young men that are in prison that they come out from fatherless homes or disengaged fathers so imagine what's happening I don't 
know what is happening in South Africa. I don't know if there's statistics for South Africa, but I'm sure it's terrible. It is also said that in South Africa, South Africa has the largest or the highest number of absent fathers in the sub-Saharan Africa. So just imagine what is going on. I don't know what, what is the, ex- the extent of the full picture. If we were to survey all the household waste like that, number six, they are more likely to commit violent crimes. And one of the reasons why they commit violent crimes is because there's an element that I need to protect myself from the anger that my father has instilled on me. So when the father is not there, the child becomes angry against the people, against sorry, against the father first, and then the people around him become victim of circumstances. So when the father loves the child, the people around him become beneficiaries of the circumstances that was created in the family arena. And then the last one, they are more likely to suffer abuse and neglect in multiple forms. In most cases, the girls that are raised by by single mothers, they don't get to experience uh, that nurturing love of a father, what it means to have a father caring. And, and I remember my pastor gave, I, I think I once shared the story here, that he, he said there was a woman was raised in a nice family and she never saw fight or abuse and then she was married um, so she always she was not, not not in a nice family in a bad family where the, the father always beat the mother when she got married the husband was sweet and every time she something goes wrong he would say honey let's sit down and discuss it she was so frustrated that why doesn't he beat me he's not a man enough so because of this element of of the absence of the father, this lack of love, this lack of emotional connection. The girl child feels like the one thing that she needs is a thug. The one thing that she needs is this dangerous thing. But sometimes they don't know that they need the the other thing because they are not used to the softness. They're used to rejection. And they end up, they they, they become prone to it. They're always attracted to the areas that are similar to where the mother suffered as a victim. Even if the mother said this was not good. But because the father was not there to affirm what the mother was saying it ends up not adding the much value that it's needed on motivation monday tonight we are talking recognizing the power of a father daddy starch with ntlantlama farafara send your comments or questions to our whatsapp line 079-295-1212 and you can also call us on 015-151-0135 we continue the motivation after the break the time is nine minutes to eight. It's conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM on 1.1. And uh, on Motivation Monday tonight, we are talking, recognizing the power of a father. Daddy's touch with Ntlan Samofarafara. And you're more than welcome to contribute by sending us questions or comments to our WhatsApp line 079-295-1212. And you can also call us on 015 0135. The next question you have to link it to the relationship you had with your father and the love you seemingly still have for him and how he, in one way or the other, was like your role model. Let's depict fathers as role models, but bearing in mind that oftentimes daddy is depicted as the monster at home. Mm, so he's mm. the guy that says no to a lot of things. Mm, mm. He's the one that gives you a tongue lashing. He's the one that gives you, you know, you're hiding and and end. Mm, Let's mm. depict the father as a role, a role model in this particular regard. Okay, look, I, I think there's, there's, 
the, the picture is very broad, but I'd like to, to, to tackle it this way. Um, in every household, I think a complete family setting is when there's a man and a woman sitting together raising the child. So, like I mentioned, that 51.7% of the fathers are absent for different reasons. Um, those particular, you see, when a father is present Monday to Sunday, delivering the child to school, picking them up, um, making the decisions together, sitting around the table, having lunch and dinner or breakfast, whatever, together, the child gets to see the priorities and the values of the child firsthand. But in a situation where the father comes home on weekend, Monday to Friday, the child wants to go out at night with friends. The mommy says, go, go. Uh, the child want to eat and drink sweet things at night. The mommy says, okay. And and the child want to do a whole lot of things because sometimes the mothers just get too, too tired. They, they, they're cleaning, they're cleaning, they're washing, they're cooking and everything. So they just, you know what, just go and do whatever you want. I'm tired right now. But then on Saturday, daddy is here and, ma- and the child says, I want to do this. And mommy says, go and ask dad. And daddy says, no. The child starts comparing. During the week, mommy, you say yes. And it's weekend, daddy is here. He says, no, you're sending me, you're sending me to him. He says no. He then gets to be depicted as the monster because mommy says yes, you say no. But in a situation where the two of you agree together and sit down as a family, as a husband and wife, or as a mother and a father, and agree on the values and the priorities that with which you're going to use to raise your children, when a child goes to the mother and say, I want this, the mother, when the mother says no, daddy must also use the same principle to say no. But in a situation where daddy says yes and mommy says no, or daddy says no and mommy says yes, one of them will be the good one, the other one will be a monster because they ask for the same thing. But get two different results that are conflicting with one another. And when, so when it comes to, 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 to being wrong model, let's look at it in this way. That's, that's, there's so many things that a child is looking for from a father. Number one, a child is looking for a father who loves the mother. It is said that the best way to love your children is to love their mother. The best way to love your children is to love their, is to love their father. So if I, lo- I want to love my children, if I want my, my daughters to feel good, to feel loved and appreciated, I have to start by showing them the love for their mother. Number two, they, they, they need me to be present. My, the, one of the best gifts that my dad gave me is the gift of the presence. It's not the gift of money. He, he never left me any cent. But the gift of him being present at the time that he was available to be present was, was so great. Because when he was there, he was not detached. He was engaged with me. I was engaged with my younger brother. He was there. I could see him. So that, that showed me that, you know what, if I want to raise a good family, if I want to raise a great family, what I need to do is to be there for my children. I need to be there for my children. And number three, um, you, you, you see, children, they need to see you serve at home and in society. You see, sometimes men are depicted as these very highly successful people that your children don't know that you failed. So sometimes you need to take them to the place and show them, this is, these are my wounds. These are my scars of failures. And this is my joy of success. So that they, they don't grow up living in a bubble, expecting things to go right all the time. And when they fail, they say, but daddy won all the time. And they don't know that out of every 10 uh, 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 battles or shots that you had, you won one, you lost nine. Out of every 20 sales uh, uh, meetings that you've had, you only got one, you lost 19. And they always see get you getting the big picture, but they don't see the other small battles that you fought and failed. And where you got hit, they must see you cry and see you smile so that they know that you're a human being but how do you become a role model number one um, i think that the the, the the important part is is to lead the way lead the way i remember crifler daughter said what when, when, when he was teaching his daughters what a man looks like what a real gentleman looks like what he did is he, he took them out on dates and asked them to dress the way that they'd want to go if they were dating another another young man so he took them out on date he took the the boys you, you have to take your boys out on a date and speak to your wife and say can you give him your card and let him be the one buying if it's a girl you know such such things you become a role model the girl child knows when you start you start becoming um, a role model the girl child starts to know that 
what is the standard of love? How, what kind of love should I expect? What does it mean to have a man loving me? You see, the boy child also know how to treat a woman and how to feel a woman. Number two, when you become a good role model, when you touch the right buttons or the right places in the in the in your children's life, it helps both the boy and the girl child to understand authority. Both usually grow as great boys or great women of influence because they are connected to leadership at home. Number three, it expands their outlook of life. They don't just leave appositely. They know the realities of life. They know the fake things of life. Number four, it helps them discover their dominant gifts and strength. Have you realized that? In, in, and unfortunately, I'm going to use it in this way. Poor people are not involved in the extramural activities of their children, but but people who are educated and more advanced, people who that you expect them to be very busy with businesses and big jobs and big office jobs and so on and so forth, they are there when their children go to play soccer, to, to dance, ballerina, to sing and to play piano. And they are always affirming and even buying the instruments to help the kids to, 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 to push up the gift. But in a, in a diff, even Malcolm Gladwell talks about this, that um, children of, of highly educated people, when a child fails at school, the children challenge the principal. They say, my child cannot fail in front of the child. So the child believes that they are smart even mommy says so you know but in 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 a different in the opposite side when a child fails the mother would say kitsibilo no dom or the father would say i knew you're dumb boy you know nothing you know but but and, and that's what we don't need to do that we need to affirm the confidence of the child and the smartness of the child even if you see this one yo but you know you bring out the confidence in the child. Number five, um, you, you, when you become a good role model, it helps to model leadership in all sectors, in relationships, in family, in business, in society, and in many different areas. And even in, 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 at, at churches and at work. Number six, it teaches them to know how to handle money and relationships. You see, sometimes um, we, we, we spend money, we just buy everything for our children. We don't give them a chance to get pocket money and to buy their own groceries and to contribute in the household with the pocket money that you give them. And then number, number seven, it boosts their confidence. Number eight, it contributes to their personal and their social, social identity. One thing that you don't want to do as a parent is to grow and raise children who do not know who they are while you were there in their days all the time. Our last point before we leave, Ntlantla, there's a question from Tato who's streaming live from Tembisa. And Tato says, how does one know, understand and accept the irresponsibilities of his or her dad and move on with dire emotional intelligence and happiness? Whilst you answer that, let's link it with the people who are raised by single mothers. It can be a, a male, it can be a female. How do they do things better? I don't know. I can't really speak for single mothers. I'm yet to interview and have conversations with them. I don't want to to give um, a superficial answer on 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 that level on, on on a public platform like this. I'll be disrespecting my listeners. I need to know more. If if somebody knows how it feels to be raised by a single mother, I'd like to have a you know one on one engagement with you. But in terms of dealing with that, for me, it started by forgiving the the errors that my dad did. You know, like I said, that there's certain things that I didn't like that that hurt me as well. But it, it took me to forgive him. And you know, when you forgive a person, you release them. When you don't forgive a person, you hold their pain. You hold them as a burden. You carry them all over the place. You start leaving them, you know, and, and, and they're living inside of you. So they're controlling you. Anything that can control your emotions can control your life. I think it starts there. 
And then another thing is to appreciate the impact. I think you need to study what is the impact of me um, dealing with this um, failures of my dad. Look, your dad is your dad. You are you. You know. So obviously there will come a situation where you as a child uh, have been raised in, in I'm, I'm going to use this word, in a failed state of a relationship. But you need to start looking at other role models. You see, being a father is it's one element. But being a child, it, it, it opens up many doors for you that you can... I was raised by so many men. That there were certain things that my dad could not be able to do. And I found it in other men and I connected my, myself with those men and they, they helped me I, even now you see when I got married I did not know what it means to be married my dad died when I was 16 and a half so I did not at that time we had never talked about marriage but I had to connect myself with married men and when I became a professional I connect myself with men that are doing well professionally and also doing well in their families so I get to know what is going on in their families what is going, going on in their social life what is going on in their business life so I get to talk to them I connect myself with pastors and teachers and different people so if you are hung up on that man, you will close yourself an opportunity to open a door for other men to influence your life. So today, as we speak, there's so many men forum that are going on in South Africa where men are going to cry to talk about their heads and their failures, including young men. Um, there's a friend of mine, um, um, as we speak, his name is Siti Salana Mukari. He's doing a mentorship program for young men uh, between, I think it's 14 to, to 21, where he's mentoring men to, to grow and to set up their standard of manhood. Another friend of mine, his name is Tulan Patel. He's, he's doing a mentorship for young kids at school, teaching them to set goals and to become men and women of responsibility. So we need to connect with these guys and, 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 and become men and women of responsibility. But you cannot do it on your own. Even if your father is a great man or a legend, you will never become a successful person by just learning from him alone. I feel like that last line could very well be our quote for the week. But do you have one? One statement is to say, um, it was said by you, Jackman, and I, this I think should be uh, a challenge to fathers, is that when I come home, my daughter will run to the door and give me a big hug and everything that's happened that day just melt away. Mm, okay. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, my number now is back, uh, 0791 80832 079 Info at farascreations.co.za or on on Facebook. We'll see you next Monday. Yes, thank you. Coming up next on Energy FM is Agrili Chopo and on Choice FM is Stanley Brown. And a big thank you goes to my producer, Mami Morashwa. We meet again tomorrow evening, same time, same place with more conversations.